On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, as the preseason gets underway, Keith and I break down the 76ers and what could potentially prevent them from representing the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. I know, I know, they haven't gotten past the second round, but in order for them to get to where they need to be, yes, they have to get past the second round, but we need to talk about them overall in the East. Let's do that next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, the Sixers beat writer for TheInquire.com, Keith Pompey, back in Philadelphia as we get ready for the Cleveland Cavaliers visiting the center tonight. What's going on, Keith? What's poppin', D? How you doing, brother? Uh, game number two of the preseason, man. Finally have one in the building here in Philadelphia. So it's going to be pretty cool to see everybody back in the building at the center. We got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, we need to talk about uh, some more overarching things as we begin to count down to the start of the regular season, 12 days away, pardon me, 14 days away from, well, actually it's the fifth, so 13 days away from the first game of the NBA season, the Sixers traveling to Boston to take on the Boston Celtics. We need to talk about what could prevent them from reaching where they want to be, the ultimate goal of winning a championship, not just the Eastern Conference opponents, but other things within. We need to start there. We'll also talk about Tyrese Maxey's performance and how everyone is talking about that. See what, uh, see if if that's something that we need to uh, maybe calm down a little bit because it's just preseason or can't look at it that way. It's preseason. He did what he did. He's ready to go so early in the year. And also we take a look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, the opponent tonight, they're offseason and uh, where they stand in the Eastern Conference. But Keith, let's begin with the overall conversation of where do you think this team is right now as far as what they can potentially do as one of the top teams in the East and maybe even in the NBA, and what will prevent them from finally getting past that second round, not stopping in the Eastern Conference Finals and potentially possibly getting to the NBA Finals? I mean, it's it's crazy, and 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 I hate to keep bringing this up, but I I think James Harden, his play has a lot to do with it. I mean, I do. I, I think if if they get James Harden of semi old, um, old meaning like semi like the Houston Rockets days, I, I think that they'll be good. I think if they get James Harden of last season, they're going to struggle. I mean, I, I just do. I I think that they will because you know he's the type of guy who has the ball in his hand. And then if you, you know, I know he throws the ball up to Maxie and Maxie gets to work and this and that. But um, I, I think like if James Harden can be, you know, a facilitator and a scorer when need be, you know, at this stage of his career, it's going to help him. But if he's struggling to where he can't take people off the dribble and he can't do stuff like that, I think it's going to hurt the Sixers in the long run. And, and, and I see them being another team that wins 51 games 52 games, 53 games, what have you, and and go out 
in the second round. Now, something else that could really uh, hinder them is is team chemistry and 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 guys buying in. And and what I mean by that is, you know, right now this is the preseason. Um, they played one game. You know, the big three didn't play. They play a game tonight against Cleveland. We know that. But everybody typically comes into this point happy because roles have not been established. They're happy. They all say we buy in, we do this, we do that. But what's going to happen when they everyone doesn't get the minutes that they think they should get? Like, how is that locker room going to turn? What 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 is that locker room going to turn into? Is somebody because there's a lot of guys on this team who are heading into the final year of their deal. A lot of them. And we're talking about role players, right? Guys like that. So when you have that, some of them, they're looking to see and if they're going to get paid. And it's one of those things where if you feel like you're in a situation where you're not going to get paid, but they're telling you, you got to buy in for the team, but you're thinking about, man, if I don't get any buckets and bring up my scoring average, I'm not going to get paid this offseason. So to me, Harden and the chemistry after these roles have been established are two of the things that could could prevent the Sixers from going far, in my opinion. As far as Harden goes, and you're not wrong to continue to bring it up because we know it's a big storyline for the regular season, but I did want to look at what they could potentially do to help him out. Uh, not just relying solely on him. And we heard the clip and we even talked about it. You and I did about the democracy comment that Doc Rivers made while still in Charleston, South Carolina at that training camp with the real training camp access. But what can Doc Rivers do to help James Harden? What can he do to help this point guard where we know Embiid is going to be the focal point? Everything is going to run through him. But what are some things that you believe that Doc Rivers can do? Because uh, again, point guards are extension of the coaches. And yes, he's calling the plays, and sometimes he's going to lean on James Harden to make those audibles himself and call the game himself. But what are some of the things that you, as watching the game as long as you have, being around the team in general for 10 years, covering this team, and now being around this group for you know the last, what, eight months as things have, have really started to come together for this team, what do you think is something that Doc Rivers can do to help out James Harden to make it a little bit easier for him. I mean, the one thing is that, and I don't think they have it in their, in their starting lineup now. I, and I think that's a sniper. Like I need, I think when you got a two man game going like that, sometimes you need somebody that's a bona fide sniper to stretch the defense. Now I get it. You know, PJ Tucker is a nice, a good three and D guy from the corner. But what I'm talking about is from like the guard spot. You need a bona fide you mean like, like Steph Curry was. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. You need a step. You need Steph Curry. That's what you need. Um, but you know, so but but the thing is, is you need hard. Steph. But I was talking about Seth. <laughs> oh, Seth. Yeah, Seth Curry, the uh, son-in-law. You're talking about. Yeah, son-in-law. Yeah, so, son-in-law. So yeah, they need something like that because it takes some of the pressure off of it. You know, right now when you look at it, you look at Tobias Harris and you say to yourself. Is he a uh, a sniper? No, no, he's not. He's not. He's not. You look at Tyrese Maxey. Is he a sniper? No. He like, showed well last year, huh? Yeah, was, but, but not on those yeah, levels. One year, one year. Like I mean, yeah. and, and I love Tyrese, but one year doesn't make it make a career. You know what I mean? You don't no. get a label off of one year, which is which is which is good. But when you look at him, I look at him more as a scorer too. You know what I mean? I'm talking about a guy that's coming off the screens, bow, 
coming up, bow. You know what I mean? You know that's his role. I'm talking about like Seth, Joe Harris. I'm talking about that type of dude, right? You know, Max, he got that razzle-dazzle. He can go there. Now, again, he did make a lot of threes and, and stuff like that. But I'm talking about, you know, a guy that, that that's their number one job to do that. But right now, the Sixers don't have it. So when, yeah. when you look at it, but when you look at it, you know, when when they made the trade for Harden, it wasn't one of those things where you're saying, okay, now we got him. So now what we're going to do to get to help him to make his job easier? Nah, it was the finishing piece, supposedly. You know what I mean? So the, the thing is, I, I just feel like, yeah, you can go out there and get something. But then at the same time, you got your starting lineup. You know what I mean? There are some people who think, okay, put a shooter in, in there, right? Put a shooter in there and bring Maxi off the bench and let him just go to work in a Lou Will role. But I think at this particular time, you can't do that because he is a, a, a bona fide scorer. He is someone, a leader on the team, this and that. It's like a demotion. You know, yeah, we're, we're past that at this point. He he's 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 a starter. He can't come off the bench. Yeah. At this point. That experience. I agree. I agree. But what I'm saying is, like, when you look at this start, you can't bring Tobias off the bench either. Now, yeah. there's some people that are saying, "Why can't you?" When a man makes thirty three point seven or thirty six point seven million dollars, you can't do that. I mean, you just can't. Um, and you know, you ain't bringing Embiid off the bench. And, and then you look at uh, whatchamacallit, you look at uh, uh, P, uh, P.J. Tucker, like, you know, he's one of the legit three-point threats they got right now in the starting uh, lineup. You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't know what they can do right now. I, I just think that when you have – I mean, we're talking about two Hall of Fame guys in the starting lineup, Embiid and Harden. You know what I mean? It's like – but I think that Harden has to play – at an all-star level, he does for them, for them to for them to go far. Yeah, and um, I think Doc Rivers can help him out in that way of calling certain plays for him that'll help him out. Uh, he has to be though someone that's going to be good with the play call, make sure he's looking for his shots off of those types of actions, and also be one of those. And we've seen him working on those off the dribble. Of course, we know he can make his jumpers, but also some of the things that he does with the catch and shoot. I think that's one thing that he has to be aware of this season. And when double teams come to Joel Embiid or even Maxi draws him some extra attention, the same thing for Tobias Harris, that ball finds him. There's no need to put the ball on the floor, catch and shoot opportunities that will be there for him. He has to knock them down. And uh, before we get to the next segment, the one thing that you mentioned about team chemistry with so many new faces, as much as we talk about the one guy in James Harden who is so – high usage on the team last year and will be again this year they're going to have a lot of guys to implement into here and you're talking about defined roles and all of that they have to to your point figure out the team chemistry at, at a pretty good rate at, with so many different faces now so many different pieces that are going to play minutes for this basketball team that they understand their chemistry understand where they are with this with this group as they get things started so uh i listen uh, I, I think they have a chance to go deep into the East. Those things are really important, including, as we all know, Joel Embiid's health. And most importantly, when they get to the playoffs, staying healthy and being Joel Embiid when they get there. On the other side, since you mentioned Tyrese Maxey, Keith, and we introduced that in the opening segment, we need to talk about his performance last night a little bit. 
the 20 points in uh, less than 20 minutes. Phenomenal performance by him. What does it mean? Is it too early to get excited about it? Or is it, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's just preseason. We'll dive into that next right here. Locked on 70. Now I want to talk to you about prize picks, right? So like, look, tonight, let's just say I'm taking Joel Embiid to score more than 30 points. All right. James Harden to have more than 7.5 assists. Mm. Tobias Harris to have, mm, let's say, maybe six rebounds. And since we're talking about Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Maxey to have more than 3.5 three-pointers, right? So what I'm talking to you about is prize picks as daily fantasy, right? The thing about prize pick, the thing that I really love about it is that, you know what? It's easy to play. You know, you can, no matter what current entries you have, you can just go there and say, hey, I'm playing this and this is what's going to happen. So what you do is you pick two to five players and if they will go score more or less than the prize pick projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against the other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Eurobasket, cricket, and more. As you see, it's a lot of sports. So what you need to do is download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit matches up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. If, you're the, if you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget the end of the promo code locked on and sign up for your instant deposit match up to $100. I'm telling you, do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Sounds like a good deal to me, Keith. Good luck with those numbers, by the way, uh, that you put up there. Good luck. I hope you uh, make out very well with, with those. Uh, thanks again for making Locked On. <laughs> thanks again for making Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the ultimate pro basketball preview starting October 10th, a six episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. Local team experts and the NBA insiders of the Locked On podcast network and Odyssey all combining into one ultimate NBA preview starting October 10th. Search for ultimate pro basketball preview 2020 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate it. Um, Tyrese Maxey, good performance last night. Eight points right out of the gate for the team. Back-to-back threes to start the game off. Pull-ups in transition, if you will. Secondary breaks also. Uh, as the things slow down in, in the half-court defensive set. Uh, are people getting too excited about Tyrese Maxey's performance last night, or is it fair to uh, mm-hmm. be excited about it since he came out and performed the way that he did right away, seemingly in midseason form with the 20 points that he dropped for the team last night? 
You know, I, I think you people can't get excited about it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm giving a little caution, just a little caution. But but I, I think you got to get extremely excited about it. He did everything that he was supposed to do, and and one above it. Like you know, those those shots were phenomenal. The thing that I I put a little pause, and this isn't really a pause against him because he's a player. He could play. He showed you that. He showed us that. But right now, we saw that video of Doc Rivers saying, "It's not a democracy, right? It's you. You get. It's you and Joel. James is going to have the ball, and you got to give Joel the ball, and then you try to go and and get the ball. I mean, you try to score when you can." When it, with me hearing that, it's one of those things where it's kind of sort of like we know what Tyrese Maxey can do, but is he going to get those opportunities to do that? Like if Joel and James Harden plays, is Tyrese Maxey running down the court like that, firing up them threes in the beginning? You can argue no. or Because what's going to happen is James is going to have the ball and Joel's going to be on the block. And he's going to feed the post or they're going to do the pick and roll or Joel's going to hit a shot or James. So again, we looked at it and we saw what we saw and you're saying to yourself, man, that's great. But if, and I'm not saying it's because they're playing the, the, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, but if that was Donovan Mitchell doing that at, for the Utah jazz, and you know that he was the number one option, and he does that all the time. If if that's Dame Lillard or someone, if he had that role, then you're like, yo, okay, I see, player. I see what you're doing. But when you're like the third option on a team and, it's, and the coach said it's not a democracy, then it's kind of like, yes, I know what this guy can do, but I'm just wondering how many opportunities is he going to be able to take over like that? That's that. Now, maybe in the game, you can be flexible and go to him, feed the hot hand. But I believe that it's going to be heavily in B. That's that's just what I think. Well, we've seen it before where he has taken over like that with those players on the floor where they found the hot hand. We saw it in the playoff game, game one against the Toronto Raptors, where he went nuts and scored a career high in that game. And if he can get it going and he, he is, a, a of course, as we know, a valuable piece and arguably the second uh, scorer on this basketball team. Uh, the one thing, as you mentioned, everything that took place last night, of course, get excited about it because it is early. And we've already seen some people take a little bit of time to get there into their groove at the start of preseason. It's only game one. Could struggle in game two tonight. Could not. But it is a good sign to see that, as we know, how hard he works in the offseason to get himself ready for this upcoming campaign that he was ready to go. And and knowing that James Harden and Joel Embiid were not going to be out there, the ball was going to be in his hands, I, I like the response that he gave knowing that Doc Rivers gave him the rock and they came out. Not only that, man, they scored 42 points. I, I know it wasn't him scoring all 42 in the first quarter, but they scored 42 points. And a lot of that was him putting the pressure on the defense, not only getting to the basket, but also showing the shooting range from beyond the three-point line. And with the way that he finished last season, shooting just uh, close to 42% on the season may not be a sniper, and that may not be sustainable. However, him coming back in an NBA game, dropping his first two in his first attempts, means that he's feeling really, really good about where that was. Because last year when he was in the starting lineup for this basketball team, 
that wasn't it. He wasn't doing that. He was going to the basket. And I remember the game that they played uh, in New Orleans for the game opener. While he did score 20 plus points in the game to open the season, he was not shooting threes like that. And I think that will transfer from last season to this season. And that is something that's going to be a confidence booster for him. And who knows where it's going to take him. Have no idea what what uh, level he can get to, whether it's all-star level or NBA level. I don't know. But what I do know is that's a guy I do trust on the floor, and he will find a way. When you speak about that democracy comment that Doc Rivers made, he also said in that clip, we have to find a way to get Tyrese and Tobias engaged because they were kind of dragging a little bit, as he pointed out, and they need to get Tobias, so pardon me, Tyrese, Maxi going downhill a bit and using the speed. And we saw that. And they'll find a way. They'll make it happen. If yeah, they're high-level players like they talk see that, though. You, know, to like, you ain't going to see that in the beginning of the game with Joel. Not going to see what? We ain't going to see Tyrese taking the first three shots of the game. I didn't say the oh, first three shots. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know, I, I, mean, I, I get what you're saying, but you ain't going to see that. You just won't. I'm, I'm sorry. You won't. I mean, you won't. Because what's I, didn't, I, I didn't say the first three shots. Oh, I said right. I said the, the shots that he took last night. We haven't seen him take those type of shots early oh, in the yeah. game, early in the season last year. Yeah. Well, this year, he 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 should be able to do stuff like that. The ball's going to find his way. He shoot the basketball. Yeah. I didn't say I didn't say oh, he's going to take right. first three I'm just saying, like, because I can see that timeout. I can see his timeout. They going there like, yo, young boy, like, yo, and you 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 make all star yet? You make all star yet? Hey, if he if he drills them like that, I don't think they'll have much of a problem. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't think they'll have much of a problem with that. Yeah, well, I mean, but I mean, look, if if he did, he did. It's part of the flow of the game. He's not one of them selfish dudes where he's just taking shots just to take shots. No, he's not. But yeah, he's so, not. yeah, and That's I understand your point of Joel and B taking. It. We've talked about it before, where he was too passive at times with Embiid and Harden on the floor. He can't be passive. He can't be. Can't be passive at all. No, go out there and get yours within the flow of the offense, and we'll see how it goes. On the final segment, we got to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers coming into town. New look Cleveland Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell, now part of the squad. how their offseason go? How good are they? Where will they be in the Eastern Conference? We'll dive into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers. Your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens here with you on Locked On 76ers. Donovan Mitchell, he's now a part of the Cleveland Cavaliers. They got a pretty good squad with Darius Garland, first-time All-Star. Jared Allen, the same thing a season ago. Evan Mobley, up-and-coming young player. Mitchell, Isaac Okoro, Kevin Love. They have Karis LeVert. Pretty good names there. Uh, with this team but where are they in the eastern conference we talked about it when the trade went down and what type of competition they might be in the eastern conference keith but now that we are here first of all evan mobley is going to be out for just a little bit he has a little sprained ankle so he's going to be out for just a little bit for that team so we won't see him tonight in the game uh but looking at donovan mitchell and his fit with this basketball team uh before i ask you just give my thoughts i, I like where they are uh, as, as a team they're gonna be exciting they're gonna be fun they're gonna be up and down they're gonna be run and Darius Garland has somebody that's gonna take a lot of pressure off of them get other players that looks like Isaac Pro is heavily reliant at this career on the others getting him some good looks same thing for Evan Mobley even though he can create his own shots uh he can 
with the attention that will be going not only to Garland, but now Mitchell, also Jared Allen, same deal. I like this basketball team. They're going to be a fun basketball team. One of them lead pass teams that we talked about that we might watch on the day off when the Sixers is not playing. They're going to be fun. They're going to be exciting. They are young. They have a nice mix of talent, both veterans and, and the youthful uh, players that they have there. This is a spot that we're going to have to keep our eye on. But with that, I don't think they're in the class yet of the 76ers at this point. I want to see it a little bit more. I want to see where the defense comes from with that backcourt because as much as they'll put pressure on teams, they will give up a lot of stuff in that backcourt also. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on all of it. I mean, you know, it's funny. Like, when I keep thinking about this team, I keep thinking about the future. And I keep thinking about, like, man, they're going to have enough money to pay all these dudes. <laughs> like, <laughs> down the road, like some of them young ones. Cause you look at teams and you say to yourself, like, like, I mean, a couple of years ago, people were talking about the Chicago bulls when they had a lot of young guys and now look at them, half of them aren't there anymore. Right. So it, it, it comes to a point where like you, I'm looking at this team and I'm like, yeah, it sounds great, but they're not there yet. They're not like in that upper echelon of a team. They don't to be able to, to contend for an Eastern conference finals. But then you think like, okay, well, in a couple of years they will be. But then you say, but will all of them be there? You know, will they all be there? And I don't think so. I mean, I, I think it sounds good right now. And, and they are a good team on paper, good young team on paper. But, yeah, yeah you're, you're right. They're not ready just yet. I mean, the thing is, it's kind of like sometimes we always talk about that veteran leadership where you get someone, you know, done that. And, and, you know, they had some guys, you know, before, but it's like, when I'm looking at this young crew, you know, you got to see, they got to have somebody out there, like on there that that's been there, that's done things. And then you look at the coach, great coach. I mean, I think he should have been, you know, um, uh, you know, he, he could have arguably been the coach of the year. You could have said that. Right. But yeah. I just think that this team, as good as they are right now, they just the personnel is great, but they're they're like the they're they're, they're kind of like Fab Five to me, and what I mean by that is it was like they don't know what they don't know. Like they they got to the national championship as starting five freshmen. They did the same thing as as sophomores, right? But they just couldn't get it done. And I just look at them as you know is a great young team. But I don't know if they're going to be able to, you know, battle with Boston, Milwaukee, and the Sixers. Not yet. Not yet. They'll compete. They'll make it tough on them. But as far as fighting for that Eastern Conference crown, they're not quite there yet. They'll be in that four, five, six range all season long. Maybe even depending on when a losing streak might happen, Cleveland will jump up because they're playing at a pretty high rate. But in the end, I agree with you. I don't think they're in the top three of the Eastern Conference with Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. As far as their numbers go, what is Donovan Mitchell already has his contract. Jared Allen signed an extension. Darius Garland, I don't know if he signed his yet or not, but of course they're going to pay him and Evan Mobley. The question then becomes who else is around them? Who's that fifth? And then the rest of the group that's coming off the bench. The, the four, they'll probably keep. Everybody else will be somewhere maybe elsewhere by the time they start well, to put see, what, I'm, what i mean by that is okay so we yeah okay you gave that they gave money but guys going to get extensions but the one dude is evan mobley so the thing is when we look at their contracts and evan mobley 
is probably going to get a max extension or something like that, yep. right? He will get a max extension. In that market, like, are you willing to go in there and pay for that? The tax. For that market? Yeah, that tax. And that's the question for me. And then let's face it, you know, you look at it, you know, basically, are you going to be able to go in there and get somebody quality to come off the bench as well? So when I when I think of money, that's just things that that I think about. I mean, like you look at a team like, you know, it, like you look at a team like the, 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 the Phoenix Suns, where they have like Chris Paul, the elder statesman. But then you have some young guys. So some of them are getting paid, but they already got Chris Paul's contract so they can add it to it. To me is, are you willing to pay all these young guys? Because, see, the thing about it is you look at it like, let's just say Chris Paul. About time Chris Paul, when Chris Paul comes off the books, like a guy like Mikel Bridges, when he goes gets his, like when they're about to pay him or they're going to pay somebody else, Chris Paul is off the books. So, you know what I mean? He's going to be off the books when they get their next extension. So to me, when you have these young dudes, they all want to get paid. So, yeah, you got them paid now, but if they continue to be all-stars, they're going to want some more money. And then are, it's just, to me, that's kind of like, and I don't mean to do this, it's kind of like when the 76ers had the process and Hinky was getting rid of people and stuff like that. Well, he knew, like, okay, I got this guy. He's a lottery pick. He's probably going to want to get paid, but we can't pay everybody. You, you know what I'm saying? We just can't. So, and maybe they didn't, they're not producing. So it's kind of like when you get all these draft picks and all these young guys, you, you after a while, you got to decide on who's going to stay, who do you want to keep, and who are you willing to let go? Because all of them ain't going to get paid. They're not. Oh, see what Dan Gilbert does. He did it in the past, but that was with LeBron James. So we'll see what he does with this young group uh, that he has there in Cleveland right now. Nice job by putting the team together. Nice move, adding Donovan Mitchell. They have a pretty good squad. And let's see what kind of damage they can do in the Eastern Conference this season. We'll see them tonight. Game two of the preseason for the Philadelphia 76ers. When we bounce back with you tomorrow, we'll kind of recap the game and see who stood out in the contest. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. You're, uh, now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet is free and available wherever you get your podcast keith uh let us know where uh we you can let them know where you, they can find us of course us uh tonight i'll be right you'll be writing i'll be on the show uh tonight there so let everybody know where they can uh find us if you don't if you, you don't mind. yeah you you know right now um you know you you, you can find actually you can find us wherever you get your podcast, if you want that, or on YouTube, right? And if you go to the YouTube channel, make sure you click on that Liberty Bell and you'll become a subscriber for us, right? Um, and then also tonight, you know, you're looking at my man D now, and then you can see him. He'll be on 97.5 from 6 to midnight. He got the the before and after the Sixers game. So he's going to do that. So you get him a little bit before the game, and then you get him after the game, breaking it down, yeah. right? Um, you can follow my man on Twitter, and that's at DevonG975. And you can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. And you can read my work in the Philadelphia Inquirer and on Inquirer.com.
Listen, man, uh, I won't be there tonight. Obviously, I'll be at the studio, but uh, you have fun down there at, at the center, and I'll catch up with you next time uh, whenever they're back there. If not, I'll see you at the opener on the 20th there. Of course, I'll run to your practice, but still, you know, all that stuff. But listen, man, thanks. Appreciate it. Have fun there tonight, and uh, we'll catch up with all of you tomorrow right here at Locked On 76ers. Peace.